Welcome, everybody, to the Fight Talk Podcast. This is Steven Jensen, and I have a returning guest today, guy I always love having on the show, Jeff Meacham. Most of you know him from No DQ and all of the work he's done over the years, all of his great interviews, all the stuff he's done on YouTube, talk wrestling, everything going on. Jeff Meacham, good friend of mine, and glad to have him back on the show, Jeff. Before we get started and talk some National Wrestling Alliance today, how have you been, man? Dude, like, I always love coming on this show because you give me the best intros in the history of the universe, dude. I love that. Um, I I actually was doing a little digging before we went on the air today. It has been, the last time I was on the Fight Talk podcast with you, we were previewing WrestleMania 2019 and take over that weekend. Wow. Like, it's been two years, dude. It's crazy. I know. It's wild because, like, we, we stay in touch on Twitter. So, like, it doesn't right. feel like it's been that long. Yeah. But- well. You know, it's funny, Steve, with with this pandemic, the way it's been, nothing has been normal. And it feels like we stay in touch with everybody all the time. And it's like, wait a minute. Like, I, I was having a conversation with Aaron's uh, Aaron's fiance yesterday. We, Her and I have been friends for four years this WrestleMania uh, weekend, right? We've met up in person one time, and it was two years ago. Like, yeah. That, that's just the way this world is right now. We, we very much keep in touch as a virtual society, even before the pandemic hit. Let's not kid ourselves. So it's it, it's one of those things where you, you don't realize how much time has passed until it's like, oh, shit, that much time passed. Holy cow. It's just ridiculous. It really is. And, you know, you may not know this. I may have told you this. I don't know if I've said it on the air before, but that was a perfect time for it, especially because today we're going to be talking NWA's back for the attack. Yeah. Um, you know, so this would have been so NWA 70th anniversary. Me and you, um, me and you reviewed that on this yes. podcast. Yes, we did. And I was there live in Nashville, and oh I remember you hitting me up while I was at the show, and you're like, "Man, this is awesome! Like, can I get on? Like, let's do fight talk. Like, let's talk about this." For and real? I was like, "Yeah." I was like, "Dude, like, I'm in." And yeah. that was the podcast that I sent to Fightful that got me the job with the Weekender. There you go, brother. I, so, I, I, I'm glad to help, man, because you, you, you run a great ship. And I tell you, it's funny, like, I, I've noticed since I've been gone, I've been replaced with a much more beautiful person as a regular with Jesse. And God bless her for being on the air with you, man. Just she, 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 she's way prettier than I am in the, in the freaking thumbnails, not going to lie. So, you know, good stuff. Yeah, she's great. Um, She, you know, she recently gave birth to her second daughter. So. She did, man. Yeah, so she's got a lot going on, but I'm looking forward to having her um, back on kind of a regular basis soon. But yeah, it's been a while. But um, but yeah, just for anyone listening to this and for for you to know, Jeff, I mean, that was that was wild because like when the when the weekender spot opened, which, you know, on that show for Fightful Select, I cover, you know, NWA, Ring of Honor, Impact, Indie Wrestling, a whole bunch of stuff. And um, and when I applied for that job. Basically, to pull the curtain back a little bit, Sean Ross Sapp had started that show and he'd been doing it for a while. And he just he just got spread a little too thin with all the stuff that he does. And he was like, man, I got to find a replacement for this show. And um, I threw my name in the hat and he was like, yeah, like, just let me just give me an example of like a kind of a podcast that you've done that would be like that'd be, you know, so I kind of know, you know, about the NWA or about the Indies or whatever. And the first thing I thought of, I was like, man, I just did this show with Jeff Meacham. We talked to NWA and I'll send this over. And and that was it's the next message I got back from Sean was you got the job. And it was like, yeah. I mean, so so I appreciate that, man. You, you've definitely paid a lot of things forward for me as like because I was a big fan of yours, you know, growing up. So it was really Jeez. cool. Part of well, my no. spine curves and my hair grays. Well, I mean, but to, be, to be honest, man, I mean, I was in high school and college when talk wrestling was uh was when you were doing your thing and like the so wide. Nice. 
Well, right, right, right. But I, I you know, but I'm, I'm just saying, it's just one of those things where like we're talking. Anyway, the point is that you, I was, a, I was always a big fan of yours. We became friends, and then you actually wound up without even realizing it, helping me get a job that I've been doing now for like two and a half years. So I, I very much I, appreciate it. We, we love Sean Ross. We love Sean over at the Jeff Beecham Network and the Greg Cherry brand. Uh, uh, Sean is a, uh, he and Greg talk all the time about the trivia stuff. We've been trying to get Sean on the trivia challenge for so long. And like you said, Sean is spread more thin than a freaking packet of butter in the middle of the Sahara <laughs> Desert, man. He's, it's ridiculous. He, he does every damn thing. Same with Denise. They're both just, they, they do every damn thing every damn day. They're crazy. They're, they, they're certifiably at this point and poor denise man she started out working out with waltman and now she's just she's she's all over the place she and, and god bless her she's so talented um but yeah I, I i'm happy to get anybody you know work doing covering this this sport this business that we all love so much and you know people people still to this day tend to crap on this industry and i go you know if, if you're in the in in the market to be in this industry to crap on it why are you here go away Exactly. It's so much fun to talk about it. And yeah, there is a lot of bad stuff and we do crap on it because it deserves to be crapped on, but crapping on it for crap's sake, it's just like, come on guys. Come on. Oh, yeah, I totally agree. And that even comes down to like, you you mentioned Denise, that's a perfect example of somebody who, when she got that, that job with Sean doing the raw reviews for a while there, it was like the the chat in the fightful community was like not really happy about it because they were really used to Alex Pulowski and right. they didn't really know much about Denise. And I remember me and Sean talking about it like privately, um, just because you know we work together every now and then on stuff. And he was like, he's like, dude, just like he's like, just so you know, <laughs> like X Pac reached out to me to to recommend Denise. Like it wasn't like he just like came out of nowhere and just like found someone random. Like she was yeah, getting exactly. referred to by X Pac. Like I mean, it doesn't really get much better than that, you know. No. <laughs> No, when I when I when I went out to visit Sean, the one time I went out to the studio here in North Hollywood to just to go, you know, say hi because I hadn't seen Sean in for freaking ever at that point. Um, Denise was there. She is one of the sweetest people you will ever meet, and like you know, she she recognizes how she got where she is, and she's still humble pie about it. And God bless her, man, because she still keeps it real. I love her. She's great. Yeah, she is. I like her a lot too. It's great to see all her all her success, everything she's doing. And, uh, and yeah, every, every so, time you watch along these days, it seems like every time you see it, you up, there's an ace. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. The, the watch alongs, the post shows, whether it's on Fightful it. or figure four weekly or, or anywhere now it's, it's yeah. wild. Um, so before we get started on this, man, like let people know what you got going on. Cause I know you got some, some really cool stuff going on this weekend. I do. I'll tell you what, um, like I said, depending on when you put this up, either Friday or Saturday, I like, we don't know for sure yet, but, um, Saturday the 20th, I'll be down in Southeast L.A. in Huntington Park because the WrestlingGuyStore.com, a uh, tremendous venue for meet and greets. And I know, meet and greet in COVID, you're insane, Jeff. Yes, I am. I'm going to be putting a straight jacket as soon as I'm done, I promise. Um, our, our, our old buddy, Rob Van Dam, man, he's, he, he, for, for a guy that used to, like, like uh, the, the bane of his existence was leaving California, he don't come out here no more. I mean, he's all Mr. Vegas guy now, damn him. So mm-hmm. he and Katie are both coming out here for a meet and greet uh, on the 20th uh, uh, from 2 to 4 at the Wrestling Guys store out in Huntington Park. So I am dragging my my old uh, wild wrestling compatriot, Travis Leland, out. Uh, he, he's my driver because that's what I'm doing. And uh, we're going to go see Rob because, damn it, I haven't seen Rob since my birthday last year when I flew up to Vegas to go hang out with my buddy Bailey and uh, go to the hockey game. Um, we did a – Rob was the first full, like, like long, long interview we did on the audio side of the 
recently launched Jeff Meacham Network, which was at that point like three months old. So um, it was really cool to get, you know, I mean, we, we met up at the Chiba Hut out there, which is a, um, a uh, stoner friendly establishment in Vegas. Um, great sandwiches, great beer. And, you know, they, they, they have a, they have an aura about them. And, and, and I'm not, I'm not into, I'm not, that, that's not me, but it's definitely Rob. We all know that. Um, so it was really cool to sit down there. I mean, we just, we sat and we just talked like we always do. We sat down there and we bullshitted. I think we were there a total of two and a half hours. I got maybe an hour worth of content and the rest of it was just, just talk to talk. So unfortunately, when I flew home on March 2nd, I um, happened to, my subconscious decided to play headbutt the overhead compartment and see who'd win. You know, the plane is pretty solid. The back of my head's not these days. And we all know that from my history. We talked about my, my concussion in the past. So I flew home from Las Vegas to Los Angeles with my head going, um, Rob Van Dam stayed on the phone with me on text the entire way from Los Angeles International Airport to UCLA Medical Center just to let me know you're going to be okay because he had just had his concussions problems, did the documentary and everything, and he and he, he was like, I got you, but now that you're there, get off the damn phone, dumbass, and close your eyes. <laughs> so, it's like, okay. And the, the, the bad part was, once I got out of the damn uh, 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 paramedic truck, I was in the waiting room for three hours at UCLA, because it was crazy. It was a freaking... Um, uh, Monday night. It was bonkers in, in Westwood. It was crazy, but you know, he 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 freaking nurse made me the whole way up the freeway. So God bless Rob. And I haven't seen Katie since um, Booker T did his podcast event out here in LA with uh, his buddy Brad Gilmore, uh, the Night of No Mercy, 2017. So I've oh, seen wow. Katie almost four years. So I'm really looking forward to seeing my friends and looking forward to seeing Travis. I don't see my friends anymore. Like, you know, I mean, we're, we're, we're in a pandemic. We're stuck inside. We don't get to go anywhere. So if I, and you know, this is going to sound really selfish and shitty, I'm so overweight. I qualify for the vaccine. Like that, that, that's just the reality of the situation. So I'm getting my shot and I'm going out and I'm going to go see my friends tomorrow. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, and, and, you know, I'll, I'm going to actually reschedule a couple of my, my upload schedule a little bit. I'm going to get this out today, this afternoon. So people oh, have plenty really cool. of time. Okay. Yeah. So okay. people have plenty well, of time. Well, well, since you're going to get this afternoon, I will say this, um, you, you may notice a little a little gravel in my voice. I was up literally all night Thursday night uh, going into today, uh, editing today's episode of the Dads. Not always on wrestling with JJ and I. Uh, we do our uh, we reveal our top ten movies starring slash heavily featuring professional wrestlers. That'll be up uh, Friday the nineteenth today at uh, six seven o'clock Eastern. Awesome. So, and it's a two-hour show. So, grab some popcorn, grab a drink, and settle in, kids. <laughs> yeah, man. And dude, I I love the I, I love that you saw this relationship going on with RVD because like that was it's that that was my first introduction to you was your was your long form um, video yeah. interview uh, it, back in the day. Yeah, it, it's the weirdest thing, Steve. Like we 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 were we were still doing XMV early on this. So this so the first time we ever had on the show was. The weekend of WrestleMania 21, where he was out with a knee injury, his first really, really bad injury, like his oh shit injury, was that one. The the way he had the the reconstructive knee surgery, and he was just like, you know what, I'm out for now, but whatever, I'll, I'll be ready to go in a year, and I'm good. And um, my co-host at the time and I, we sat down in his store. I the 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 weirdest the, the way the universe works is weird. 
His original comic book store was in Lakewood, California, the Lakewood Center Mall. Six years later, I moved into with JJ 10 minutes down the street from that place. Oh, wow. So I knew Lakewood Mall like the back of my hand by then. I'm like, okay, cool. Um, of course, by the time I moved in, he had moved to Lomita, <laughs> and I couldn't get to the store easily. But, um, uh, yeah, we, I mean, we just, I mean, I, I remember it was just a, a mutual friend uh, had known Rob, and I, I, threw, I, I called him. Like, yeah, this is back in the day where we didn't text first to see if, I mean, we were so socially spastic. I called him, and he picked up. I'm like, oh, uh, 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 <laughs> hi. Uh, 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 you know, I mean, you know, back then, you know, Jeff Meacham wasn't exactly polished like I am now. Uh, so I'm just starting over the phone and he goes, I'm going to be there, uh, this weekend because Spike's coming in to do the sign and you want to come to the interview? And we're like, sure. So whatever day that was, the middle of the week of WrestleMania week in 2005, and we got an hour out of them on next MV. Like just, just right there. Boom. Did another one when he returned for the rumble the following year. And then, like you said, we did that one 2008 where we went out to Malibu at his friend's house, and we just talked. And we just talked. And it was an hour conversation that Aaron broke up. Dude, Aaron, Aaron's editing skills back then could not be understated, man. He, he so saved my ass. Because, uh, you know, I tend to get a little wound up, as you can tell right now, as we're doing this conversation right now. I, I get a little long-winded, like you said. So he's able to break with that and got three episodes of Talk Wrestling out of that. That's right. Yeah. So great. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, since then, um, it, it, it's funny. Again, the, the world the, mysteri- the world is mysterious. So I have my find out with Aaron in 2011, and I go move him with JJ, do the whole Cosby Studios thing for a couple of years. Dylan and I are at Disneyland, my son and I. And I'm walking, he and I are walking out uh, the, the gate going toward Harbor to catch our bus to go home. Text goes off. Twitter DM. Dude, are you still working with uh, Aaron doing uh, doing the show? I, I have something to plug. I'm like, uh, he and I made nice, but we're not working together anymore. He goes, well, can you? I said, give me five minutes. So I call Aaron. I'm like, what are you doing next weekend? He goes, nothing. I said, you're going to Venice Beach. Why, why are we doing that? That was the one, the 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 four parter that you saw with he with Rob in a tank top and me in a long black shirt in the summer because I'm an idiot. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I remember. Well, actually, it was summer. It, 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 it was October because we went and saw Luke Bryan that night afterwards. Yeah, it's it's funny. Like some guests, it's pulling teeth. It, it, it's just like you know the, the 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 answers are just the the, the they're very long drone. I actually had a former NWA personality that was on the show way back when and. People just universally panned. I won't say his name because I'm not going to be a dick. But um, just the, the, it, it was just a very monotone interview. It was like, oh, I, 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 I and I, I like this guy so much, but it, it just the, the interview styles didn't mesh, right? Rob Van Dam, dude, we'll sit there and we only realize we're talking for an hour. It's like, oh, geez, hi. Um, it's it, it's very much like like earlier with you know with time passing you don't realize it till it's happening. It's 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 so funny and I, I I like you said he he and I are good buddies and he he just he he's he's kept it real every step of the way and I admire that so much because so many people in this business are such phony balonies that you know it's it's refreshing to have people like Rob Van Dam and Sean Waltman and people like that just keep it straight with you man. Yeah yeah for sure. That's awesome. I I did. I caught that you mentioned that you went to a Luke Bryan concert during that, which is <laughs> which is funny because um he actually went to my college. And no kidding! Wow. Yeah, yeah. He's a couple. He's a little bit older than I am, but like bit, before, bit, yeah. yeah. Before he really blew up, though, 
because yeah. um, I went to a school called Georgia Southern, which is in a town called right. Statesboro, Georgia. Right. And um, Cole Swindell is another guy who came out of there. Um, Cole Swindell never looked at night at the Hollywood Bowl. Yep, yep. It, they, it, was, um, it, it was Cole Swindell, Lee Bryce, and then Luke. <laughs> yep, yep. That's um, Yeah, back in the day, man, it was wild because, like, Luke – Cole Swindell was Luke Bryan's like merch guy in college. Right? You know, I know. So, um, and I used to watch that dude play music at like, you know, on like the deck of like like Mexican restaurants in the afternoon on weekends right. and stuff. And now he's like the biggest thing ever, which which I think is awesome. I love um, it, man. It's so funny. You, you don't you don't realize the talent there, but Cole's got some pipes on him, man. It's like, wow, where's where did that come from? <laughs> yeah. And and Lee Bryce, Lee Bryce is me in a country singer form because like I, I, his song, I don't dance, I don't, I am the world's, I am the whitest dancer in the history of the universe. If you if you find footage of my best friend Lee's wedding, like air it and just make fun of me because oh my god, <laughs> oh it's so bad. Um and and, and the, the whole song I don't dance, but here I am and it's it's like like if you find the right girl, you'll do anything. Right. Yes. <laughs> True. Oh man, too funny. Good stuff. Well, yes. uh, well, Jeff, let's dive into uh, the National Wrestling Alliance's return with Back for the Attack. So happy, man! I'm so. And, 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 you know, I, I, I will fully admit. A couple days ago, I was, um, I, I did one of my little morning random uh, live streams. I was not very nice to the NWA, and I do want to apologize for that. Um, I called them out for all of a sudden charging for episodes of Power. You know what? We're all in the business of making money. Okay, that's what we do, and. I was very selfish in what I said because I got spoiled watching the shows for free on YouTube. So I'm definitely doubling down this week, uh, this coming week. I'm going to watch Power every single week because it it is still my favorite hour of wrestling on TV every week. And now that it's back, I'm doubling down and watching it again. Man, I love I love that it's back. I love that Billy got it together and we got the we got the brand back, up and running, and I'm so happy. Yeah, I'm happy as well. And I mean, they're doing these, they're doing all this stuff like right up the street from where I live now in Atlanta. So like, oh wow, there you go. Yeah, so like, I know they're not doing any, uh, they're doing no attendance for back for the attack. Right. But I'm, I'm trying to kind of keep, uh, keep in contact with some people over there to see when they open things up a little bit because I'd love to be able to get in there and even if I'm the only person in there, just walk right. around, you know. Yeah, um, I, I, I. Now that I'm actually actually making money off this, God forbid, I'm definitely looking into getting into Georgia when they open up things and attending attending an NWA taping because I haven't been to a um, non WWE wrestling show. And I don't know how freaking long. Oh wow! Well, yeah. I mean, if you do that, obviously, let me know. I will For definitely sure. get together. For sure. Um. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Um. But yeah, man, as far as this card, like, I guess before we talk about the actual matches, I know you're very excited for the company to be coming back. And, you know, obviously a lot of credit to Billy Corrigan. And they went through a lot, a lot of stuff we don't have to get into, but they went through yeah. a lot of very important personnel changes over the last year. And, and yes, they had to do a lot to kind of rebuild their kind of YouTube presence and social media. I mean, it's been an uphill battle for them. For sure. And, uh, and it is really good to know that they're coming back because there was a lot of speculation for a minute there of like, Billy was saying they were coming back, but there was no real signs of any shows, and they were they were affiliated with the UWN shows, but right. not but it wasn't NWA, but they were using their titles and and then you see like Thunder Rosa on Empower on a Dynamite so much and and all yeah. this stuff and and Serena Deeb. So, anyways, I'm very happy that they're back as well. Um, do you think that the card on paper before we get into the matches, do you think this is like 
this is a good enough card to get people to get really hyped up for the return of the NWA. Well, you know, Steve, and it's funny because I, you know, I work with, you know, uh, the, the NDQ guys and everybody all the time, and they they really don't like, and, and I, I, I'm not trying to slight anybody when I say this, um, they're not giving the NWA a whole hell of a lot of uh, uh, benefit of the doubt because, you know, they're, they're, you know, Thunder Rose is going to be there on Sunday, and Aaron's got himself convinced that Thunder Rose is just going to, you know, appear one more time and then go back in and work for Tony again. Um, I, th- I, I, I would tend to believe Thunder Rosa has a lot more belief in Billy and his staff than we're giving him credit for. Um, same with Serena when she comes off the injury. Um, you know, definitely, definitely, um, there's, there, there's more to meet the eye than what we're being presented on social media. We're going to get a lot of NWA stuff here in a real big hurry, and I'm looking forward to all of it. The card itself, when you consider the fact that women's champions hurt and we have a number one contender match between the people we do, like, that's a great match in of itself. The TV title's on the line. The national title's on the line. Um, one half of the tag team champions is challenging the world's champion. The other half's challenging the, the national champions. So we, we've got a great set of matches with amazing talent that people aren't given a look at right now because, well, they're not on USA Network or Fox or uh, TNT. So it's like, guys, there, there, there is more to life than Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I promise. Right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, there's so much wrestling now. That's been, that's been like, the best thing is, like, for people who want to watch the NWA, you got that option again. For people yeah. who want to watch Impact, you got Impact. For, I mean, it's and it's all looking like it's kind of becoming a thing where NXT is going to move to Tuesdays and Impact could potentially move because of that. And, and we'll probably get it to a situation where there's, like, a different wrestling promotion on pretty much every night of the week, and you can kind of pick and choose when you want to watch wrestling. Well, see, here's my here's my bitch with NXT, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to call Hunter the Carpet for a minute here. Okay, so NXT UK is on Thursdays. Right. The replay of NXT from USA Network goes up on the WWE Network on Thursdays. Why can't NXT just move to Thursdays and make NXT, Thursday NXT Day on the WWE uh, brand? That'd be a great idea. I don't know why they don't do that. that that's what they should do, I think. I mean, because that way, I mean, I mean, I, granted, they don't give a shit about Impact, obviously. But that way, Impact doesn't have to worry about competing with WWE again, right? And right. you've got Monday Night Raw, Tuesday Impact, Wednesday Dynamite, Thursday NXT Day, Friday SmackDown, Saturday, you know, most parts of the country, Ring of Honor, and then Sunday's pay-per-view day. Yeah, I mean, that sounds simple formula, kids. I'm just saying, just simple formula. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it ain't rocket science. I've been, I've, people have been telling me that in wrestling for 30 years. It is what it is. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I think that's a great idea. And then you, all, of course, have all those indies that you can sprinkle in. And by the way, anybody who hears this, I this is a great time to plug this for me before we get into the predictions. Over on independentwrestling.tv, you can find a ton of just awesome wrestling. They do a lot of live. Yeah, they do a lot of live shows. They have a back catalog of hundreds of promotions, thousands of matches. I mean, I promise you, if you like pro wrestling, you'll, you'll find something on there you like. And if you use code FIGHTTALK, F-I-G-H-T-T-A-L-K, all one word, no spaces, as a promo code, you get five free days to watch as much of it as you want. So um, so take advantage of that, y'all, if you're listening. Uh, watch some wrestling this weekend, and uh, and it's totally for free. Just use the code FIGHTTALK. So. Yep. And, and again, not to, not to blow smoke up Vince's ass or anything, but... That's the beauty of the network. If you don't like the current product and you don't want to watch Monday Night Raw, NXT, and SmackDown, okay, go on the network. Go into the archives. Jim Crockett Promotions, WCW, ECW, AWA. That's all good stuff. 
Yes, so 100%. Res- wrestling is so much more accessible than it has ever been in my 38 years. Like, it, it's it's ridiculous how easily I can get... Tell you what, see, full disclosure, if I wanted to be a jerk and try to fight copyright laws, I could put together an actual history of the WWE Championship every single match except the undocumented Stasiak... Uh, uh, Pedro Morales match and put out a DVD and make millions of dollars because all of the content's out there, man. Like right. between the network and the the pre-network stuff, as far as on YouTube, dude, th- there's a gold mine sitting there. Vince didn't even know it's out there. It's ridiculous. Like everything <laughs> is there. It's great. That's why I do the Big Gold Chronicle every Sunday, uh, Saturday at six oh five because that stuff's out there. It's, it's easy to get, and I don't have to worry about you know copyright stuff because I don't make money off it. So it's fun to it's fun to showcase the history of the championship like that. It's great. So, I mean, yeah, and then you got your thing, and, you know, independentwrestling.tv, that's amazing. Five days free. Can you, do, if, if you guys have five days, first of all, if you have five days free, God bless you. Tell me your secret. Um, <laughs> because I don't, got five, I don't got five minutes free. Holy shit. Um, but, yeah, five days of free independent wrestling with talent that you probably don't even know you know, but you've probably heard the name. Exactly. Great stuff. Exactly. So, yeah, check that stuff out. Um yeah, man. Well, well. Back for the attack. First match I've got here, man. You you alluded to a few of these already. We have uh, Trevor Murdoch defending the NWA champion. Sorry, the NWA National Championship against Chris Adonis, who you know people will probably remember as Chris Masters. Um, yes. What do you think about this matchup? Because this is a matchup of two former WWE superstars, both from you know kind of the same era of WWE. Right. Um, and what do you think about this and the national championship being uh, in the mix here? And neither man really got there in wwe right because right. poor trevor murdoch unfortunately for him you know he he was paired with lance and lance had his demons it, it was what it was i'm I, i'm not gonna shit on the dead because that's a terrible thing to do but you know once lance left the company and ultimately passed away trevor was just kind of bouncing around there doing jack shit you know but he's been he's been given new life with the nwa and god bless nwa man because trevor murdoch is way too talented to not be doing a damn thing love trevor murdoch and, God, Chris Adonis, uh, funny story. The first wrestling show I actually did work on, if you want to even want to count this, because UPW, remember those letters, kids? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, oh, yeah. So they were running the show at the Galaxy in Santa Ana. Uh, it was either Santa Ana or the one, uh, the Grove in Anaheim. Can't remember which venue. Uh, put a gun in my head, it probably kill me because I don't remember which one it was. But... I was up in the balcony uh, running the, the the long can with Aaron. That was the night that uh, Luther Reigns almost broke our camera. Oh, wow. Like, he smacked the, the, the hand cam out of my co-host's hand. And, like, it, it, we have it documented. Like, you see Luther smack the camera, and the camera goes, Bruh! and then that, and we cut to the next shot, and my co-host is not too happy. Um, but anyway, so I'm up there in the crow's nest with Aaron, and um, Masters is out there because he, he, he was still, like, kind of cutting his teeth and hadn't completely left – uh, the Indies yet, he put the Master Lock on SoCal Val. <laughs> like, oh my god! And then, you know, God bless Frankie Kazarian, he was still the future Frankie Kazarian, so he came out and saved uh, Val. Got a great promo out of Val. She's holding her back, holding her neck. She's such a great seller. I, love, I miss her to pieces. Anyway, um, so I've watched Chris Adonis come up from the very beginning, and I love the fact that both Chris Adonis and L.A. Knight, Eli Drake, my boy Sean, uh, Sean Ricker, are getting national exposure again. So happy for Sean Ricker. Good grief, man. Way too talented to not be doing a damn thing. Like I said about Trevor Murdoch. Happy he's in NXT. And I'm happy that Chris Adonis is getting a shot. Because Chris Adonis, 
got the whole, ah, he's just a meathead, man, man, man. He is seriously underrated. And this is going to be a good match. I mean, yeah, it's a clash of styles. You've got the, you know, you've got the, the down-home country boy, Trevor Murdoch, who, you know, is, you know, very Dicky Murdoch. He'll, he'll brawl with you, but he's got some technical stuff there that you don't know it's there. And then you got Chris Adonis, same thing. You know, he's got the master lock, he's got the full Nelson, but he's technically sound, and he's charismatic as hell. So, great stuff here. I I do think that because it's Trevor, it, it's, it's basically everybody's first defense since they won the titles on Primetime Live. Right. So, I, I tend to think that one of them will retain, and I, do, I don't think it's going to be Trevor. I think that Chris Donis is going to become your new national champion because I think the Pope is going to retain against uh, J.R. Kratos, the NWA Tag Team Champion. So, yeah, I like that line of thinking. I'm, I'm actually right there with you. Um, and, and, and I only say that because I I see more of a marketability in Chris being the national champion than I would seeing uh, J.R. Kratos being the television champion. And when you hear I have to say later about the main event, it's like they may have to find something to do for J.R. Kratos after Sunday because of what I think is going to happen later in the night. So, wait, it's uh, it's Kratos and Tyrus, right, and Latimer versus Berg for the for the TV title. I'm sorry, who's fighting Pope? It's uh, Thomas Latimer, Bram. Oh, geez, that okay. Oh, you know what? Okay, but J.R. Kratos is on the show. He's fighting Tyrus. Okay, I got mixed up. I'm sorry, NWA. I apologize for that. Um, okay, so. Okay, well, damn, now, now you hope everything my whole strategy there. Uh, <laughs> but, but it's still one of those I, things where I'm thinking, like, title changes. Like, would they change all three? Would they just change one? Would they do? Well, you know what I mean? Well, well, you know, when I, when, when I talked about this on Tuesday on whatever show I'm doing that on, I forgot now. God, it's just so many damn shows this week. Um, I said that because the female match is going to go the way it's going to go, I said that Tom would not beat the Pope. So that's what, that, that that's right. Okay, I, I, I remember that now because I, I had said that the female match would go, would go the way it's going to go. So I don't think that uh, Tom's going to win also. So I think that Pope's going to retain, but Chris will defeat um, Trevor for the national title. Gotcha. There okay. we go. I'm back there. on track. I'm back. Here we go. Here we go. Back in the title. Here we go. There we go. I've got, I've got Chris over Trevor as well. Um, but I, I echo everything you're saying. Like, I, I think that this is probably the best fit, like for Trevor Murdoch, as far as this company, like it's kind of, he's kind of perfect for it. And yeah. um and it gives Masters or slash you know Adonis something something to do and and you know like you said he was such a he was a guy that you could tell the WWE I'll put it this way I remember at one point he was in that elimination chamber it was like him and Carlito and Cena won and then Edge yep. cashed in Money in the Bank yep. and great night yeah it really was and that was one of the nights where I was like because they really they really highlighted Masters and Carlito during that time yes. Yes. And I figured those were going to be kind of the two heels that like Cena was going to have to deal with for a while. Right. And and then like, yeah, Master just kind of I know there was some other stuff there, too, where like when he came back the second time, he wasn't nearly as swole and, and all that, too. Right, right, um, right. But uh, but yeah, anyways, I, I'm going to take I'm going to take Chris Adonis here as well. Well, you know, it, it, it's funny, you know, Chris, Chris is back on the national scene. Carly's out there at the Royal Rumble. So, you know, right. it's, it, it, it's crazy how things are, things are coming full circle after a decade. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> but yeah, it's, I mean, when you think about it, they highlighted Masters and Carlito in that chamber match. And then once Edge came out, it was like, what happened? I'm like, right. who, who's in this match again? I forgot now. And then they challenged the tag titles at WrestleMania. And then I couldn't tell you 
a legitimate like long-term program either of them had except Carly's with uh with Flair over the IC title and then they, and when they partnered up like yeah. that's really all and then and then I mean yeah he was with his brother to being the unified tag champions but like they, they, there wasn't anything with real substance to it and they, they wasted that talent and they wasted masters and I'm so glad that both of them are getting a chance whatever they end up doing I mean I know Carlito's gonna Carlito was out here doing a meet and greet recently out here in Southern California so he is active doing something but I, we haven't seen him back on WBTV in a while, so maybe maybe we'll see him uh, uh, venture into uh, Georgia someday. You never know. There you go. Um, next match we had we have here Tyrus versus Jr. Kratos. Um, of course, Tyrus, the former um, Funkasaurus. What did, what did they call him? Brodus Clay. Brodus Clay. That was it. Brodus that was Clay. it. Yes. And then uh, Jr. Kratos, one half of the tag team champions, um, along with Aaron Stevens, who's in the main event, which we'll be talking about. Right. Um, right. What do you what do you think about this matchup? And do you think wins between Tyrus and Kratos? Two two very large men here in this one. Yeah. Um, okay. I I like Tyrus, and I've always liked Tyrus, and he he was very cool to my family when we were at Access Lordy twenty eleven for SummerSlam. Um, the artist formerly known as Tyler Rex, I can't remember her her name now. I couldn't tell you her name now. To right. Save my life, but God. Uh, Tyler and uh, Brodus were in a meet and greet together out there uh, on the street there at Staples Center. Um, both really cool guys at the time. Um, again, Brodus grossly wasted. You know, he he. The thing is, like either way they went with him, they couldn't figure out how they wanted to do it. They had him be brooding big guy that was like Alberto's kind of heavy, but right. not, whatever. And then they turned him into the dancing fool. I don't think it's any uh, coincidence that the one that came out of that with Rose's spelling was Naomi and not Cameron or Brodus. Just saying. Um, <laughs> so, um, and God bless Naomi, man. She, she, she's got the burden of <laughs> Jimmy and Jay. Having, anyway, anyway. Um, so, but with Jared, like, like I said, the way I think the main event's going to go, they have to do something with Kratos. So he's got to win this to have momentum going forward, starting uh, whatever night, Tuesday night, whatever power's on. Um, he has to win to have momentum going out of Sunday, and I'll explain why later. But he, he has to win Sunday is basically what I'm trying to say. Yeah, gotcha. And, yeah, I'm going to take J.R. Kratos as well. I think that I think that all makes sense. And I think I kind of know where, where your head's at <laughs> exactly. as we move on. Yeah. yeah. Um, next match we have the Pope. Elijah Burke taking on Tom Latimer, who was formerly known as Bram. Um, This is for the NWA World Television Championship. And, of course, you know, I mean, what's interesting about these kind of shows, Jeff, is that there's probably, like, I don't know how large of a percentage, but there's going to definitely be a percentage of fans that watch this that weren't watching Power that are, like, you know, that are going to be seeing guys like Elijah Burke and be like, I haven't seen him since ECW, or you know what I mean, like that since, since WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, um, it's funny. Like, Pope's done so much since WWE, ECW. He was an impact for way longer than people realize. Yep, because he was a wrestler, and then he took, and then and then he, and then he, went, he went in commentary with my good buddy Josh Matthews. Um, um, <laughs> and he he carried that team because Josh is a. Anyway, I, I'm I'm gonna stop. <laughs> um, 
So, but yeah, Pope still can wrestle. He's a really great, tremendous professional wrestler, as is um, Tom Latimer. Um, there's a reason that Tom was recruited into Aldis's group because he's amazing talent. As was Royce Isaacs when he was with them. Um, they're not well, he's not there anymore. But um, um, like I said, I have my opinion about the women's match going the way it's going to go. So I firmly believe that Pope is going to retain here. Yeah, I've got the Pope as well. I think this is going to be kind of one of the sleeper matches of the night. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, like like people we've seen both these guys before in other companies, so we know they're good, but we forget how good they are because the NWA has been quiet for a year. So exactly, I mean, full full disclosure: if you guys want to see technically sound stuff between two of the best guys on the roster, make sure you sit and watch this match start to finish. There you go. Good advice from JM Jeff Meacham on that one. There you go. Um, after that, this is a match that, you know, I'm very looking forward to, and I'm going to push you over a little bit here before we talk about it, because for those of you who may not know this, <coughs> Jeff Meacham here was, a lot of people say this, and not, not everyone's lying about it, but, but Jeff really is one of the first people I remember who had like a big voice on it within the internet wrestling community that was always advocating for pushing female wrestling. Oh yeah. You know, yep, yep. and and I always, I always give you credit for that because it, that wasn't always the popular thing to do. No. And, you know, it very much is now. But, like, oh, yeah. when, when you were, you know, you were saying a lot of this stuff a very long time ago. I know you were involved um, with, with some promotions and stuff and all yeah. that with, with, yeah. with women. So uh, what are your thoughts on Thunder Rosa and Camille? Because I think this is a great matchup. I think Thunder Rosa is one of the best female wrestlers in the entire world, regardless of, of brand right now. Oh, yes. Um, what do you think about this one being such a big advocate for women's wrestling all these years and uh, the spotlight that Camille and Thunder Rosa are going to have on this show here? Well, let me just say this before I get into the match. Um, one of the people we had on the roster, that the company that I helped run, was Mia Yim. I am right. so mad of how she's being used. It breaks my ginger heart so much. Goddamn. Anyway. What's the call now? Like, like, re- like Rebellion or something? I don't even remember her name She's now. in Retribution. I, I couldn't tell you her gimmick name to save my ass, but both her and her hubby are not getting a, They're getting a raw deal right now. Not yeah. fun on that. God. Ugh. Anyway. Shout out, Keith Lee. Sh- dude. Dude, we, we miss you, big guy. Honest to God, dude. Make it happen. I mean, I mean, you, you're kind of vague on Twitter. If something's going on, get well, whatever. But, man, if, if they're holding you down, push back, dude. Seriously, you and Mia both. You guys deserve better. Ugh. Anyway, yeah. Um, but with Camille and Thunder Rosa, and th- th- this is going to shock people because I have been so impressed with Thunder Rosa. I adore her gimmick. I love that she's so passionate about everything she does. Her and Britt tore the friggin' house down a couple nights ago, man. And now, I will say this our buddy up in NorCal, who runs a particular uh, newsletter, like, okay, we know how great the company is. We also know how much the entire company's up your butt, Dave, so just chill. It was a great match, and Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker are both tremendous talents, and I have said from the beginning, if Britt Baker's not champion by the end of 2021, Tony Khan is snorting something we're not aware of. <laughs> right, yeah. It seems, like a, it seems like a slam dunk. Sure. Britt is so talented, <laughs> and Thunder Rosa is just a slam dunk with whoever she is with. However... Right. Camille has been the one that's been lurking and waiting to, for the moment to pounce. She's been doing it since NWA came back, and she was paired with Mick in the first place. 
She got her hands on Brandy. We saw that go down at NWA 70. You were there. Yep. Um, and she's been she's been just kind of the 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 strong silent type, as we know. It was a gimmick on power for most of its run. Um, poor poor Joe Galley, dude. I, I'm surprised he didn't get punched in the face. Um, this is Camille's time, and I only say that because Thunder Rosa, as much as I want her to stick with the NWA. She's got that AEW bug in her now, man. She's going to go back there and party. So Camille's going to be the one to make Serena Deeb start sweating. That's um, that's a really, really great prediction. Um, Because, like, I defaulted in my head to Rosa because of the, the, the you know, momentum she's had. And, of oh, course, yeah, like sure. you mentioned, the, the, the match on Dynamite, which I thought was just was just damn good. I, and- I really enjoyed it. And and, and and let me say, you know, we were talking on the Nuki Review yesterday, you know, people we were going back and forth, you know, women don't be like that. It's like, you know what? They don't. And it's funny. I was watching, because I have insomnia when I work and I can't just put stuff down and go to sleep because I'm a spaz. Um, I was watching the best Triple H stuff on the uh, Peacock Hub of the WWE, uh, the WWE Hub of Peacock this morning. And I watched the Kakashak Triple H match and I forgot how many tacks were in Nick Foley's face <laughs> after that match at the Rumble. Yeah, Rick that Baker, always. Rick Baker looked worse than Cactus the other night. Yeah, she's a yeah. stud. She is great, and it, it, it was funny to me th- watching that match, thinking about it. for the first time, Adams watching her match concerned, <laughs> right? Instead of the other way around, right? <gasps> like I, I, I found Adam Cole over at the Calvary Center going, "He's oh, please don't let her die, please let her die." <laughs> it's like she's she's hardcore i love her like i said she's champion of the year or i'm i'm calling tony Khan like dude why why is it not a thing yeah but yeah but yeah camille's been sitting here she's been biding her time she's been doing the fitness competitions she's been very active on instagram and social media she left twitter because it's such a cesspool and god bless you for making that stand good on you camille love you for that um but she like she, she's been waiting and waiting and waiting and she had her shot because it, it, it like it was leaning towards she was gonna be facing um who was champion before Serena help me out here before Serena it was Thunder Rosa okay and before Thunder Rosa it was it oh my God now I'm blanking too right? put me on the put me on the spot hold Terrible. on I'll find it I'll find anyway, it because I because I remember Camille oh, it was remember... uh, it was uh, it was uh, 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 Sienna uh, Allison K yes so, yes 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 so. Camille was eyeing Allison and Thunder Rosa both down in the GPB studios. And she, like I said, she's been lurking from the minute she speared Tim Storm and made her stand. It's it's been a matter of if, when, not if. She's going to be the next champion, and she's going to win Sunday. Yeah, I think that's a good call. You've you've changed my mind on that one. I, I think that it's what I do. Yeah, I mean, I think that that all makes perfect sense. And I remember. Thunder Rosa and Camille had wrestled for the title when Rosa was the champion. Um, so it would make sense for Camille to win here too. Cause like, you know, why, what, you know what I mean? It just makes a lot more sense if like the title's not on the line, the winner's going to get a title shot. And then, like you said, Thunder Rosa can go back to what doing what she was doing in AEW and she's not going to miss a step. And um, it's only going to help Camille in the NWA to see, if Camille beats Thunder Rosa, she's going to carry a lot of the momentum and get a lot of buzz because of how much buzz Thunder Rosa has after that Bird Baker match. And it's going to wind up helping everybody, I think. So, And, and, and the great thing is, Stephen, the NWA women's division is not like the other companies. So muddled down, you don't know who is who. 
because there's not a lot there right now because Serena's hurt, Camille and Rosa are there, and you're not seeing. A whole, there's not a whole. Lot, I, 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 I'm not saying it's a bad thing. There's not a whole lot. It's just we we there, we have the anticipation of who we're gonna see. Right, you know, and, I, and I Allison Kay's not and there I, yet either. What's that? Oh, and I was gonna say, and also Allison Kay's not there anymore either. No, no, she she made the choice to leave, and 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 good on her, yeah, whatever. Um, but yeah, it's um. I said this yesterday, and I got a lot of shit for it yesterday. I couldn't name two thirds of the AEW women's tournament participants. I couldn't tell you who two, more than two thirds of those girls were. Right now, top of my head: Thunder Rosa, Hikaru Shida, Riho, Nyla Rose, Britt Baker, Reba, uh, Chris Statlander. I think is her last name. Yeah, Penelope, Penelope Ford. Uh, the one that just got hurt uh, with the Dark Order. Oh, Anna J. Anna J. And then I start blanking. Like, you can't build a women's division. You can't buzz if you can't get people talking. It, it really and AW with some, all the buzz they have, they're not letting the women's division get the buzz. That's been WWE's problem prior to the Revolution. You know, and now they're falling in the same pattern. There's so many women in that company. There's way too many titles in WWE in that company right now for the women. And I, I, again, you know, ten years ago, I'd have been like, "What are you saying, Jeff? What's the matter with you saying that shit?" There's too. There's there's. Aaron used the phrase about six times yesterday. Too many cooks in the kitchen. Yeah. Too many people on the roster. Yeah, and I couldn't it, agree more. There's not enough bread to go around to have everybody make a sandwich. It, it's it, it's just so crazy right now. And again, I'm not advocating people to get cut because I don't want people to lose their job. I'm not saying that. But when you have basically everybody can be a champion because there's like 2,500 titles in the company right now. NWA, there's two secondary titles, very different styles of wrestling. When you have, you know, the TV title time limit, you have the national title, which is basically kind of like the U.S. title. It's the same shape as the old U.S. title, too. So there's different there's different connotation on that. The women have one championship, and we only know right now for sure two women on the NWA women's roster. So we don't know what to expect, and that's a beautiful thing. Yes, well said. Very well said. Um, next match we got, we got a four-way between Crimson, Jax Dane, Jordan Clearwater, and Slice Boogie, and uh, you know a lot of big dudes in this one too. Kind oh, yes. of a rant. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I, I see. I agree. A lot, lot, lot of big, solid dudes. And poor Jordan looks like a freaking teenager compared to these three other dudes. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. Um, kind of a. I don't remember how they kind of put this together. Kind of seems like kind of a random match, but it yeah. Um, it'll probably be good though. Uh, who do you think wins this four way? Well, I well, when I talked about this on Tuesday, I, I I pretty much went with my gut, and, and you know, my gut's substantial, as we know. Um. I <laughs> self-deprecation is a beautiful thing. On the I'm only I'm only laughing because you were trying to be funny. That's exactly. Like... <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's I, I'm going with the one guy I know absolutely nothing about, and he intrigues me. Slice Boogie. Okay. And I say that because Crimson, um, Anthony's kind of transitioning into the backstage, right? Jax has been the world champion, been the world tag team champion, got nothing to prove, honestly. Except Pride. And by the way, Jax put a picture up. I think it was either today or late last night. He went to visit WLW and in Harley's office with Harley's NWA belt on display in the office. I'm like, ooh. 
history, history pangs. Good grief. <laughs> oh, such, such a, such a cool shot. He put, I was so happy he did that. That's and awesome. then Jordan, Jordan's got nothing but time. He's young. He's hungry. He'll get there. He did really well on primetime live. He's done really well with the United Wrestling Network. He's, 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 he's the future. Slice Boogie's got buzz on him. I don't know much about him, but I like the, I like the look. I like the intensity and the promo pictures and the promos he's cut. I'm all about it. Slice Boogie wins this one. Yeah, this, this is a tough one for me to call. I, I like your, I like your prediction. I didn't realize that Crimson was moving more towards a backstage role. Well, I don't know if that's true. It, it, it's just it's just what I've observed because I noticed when, when they were doing the Ten Pounds of Gold series and he challenged Nick at one point, they were talking about the fact that he was running his own promotion down there and wherever the hell he is now. Um, and he's also, you know, t- toward the end of Power's Run and when they're going into the primetime live stuff here recently, he's been he's been. Um, I don't want to say taking over Dave Lagana's role because that's a horrible statement to make if you don't know what the hell you're talking about. But he's been kind of like. Um, advising Billy if that makes any sense okay gotcha that's interesting um because my my gut reaction was to go with Crimson when I saw the the matchup and I'm gonna stick with them just for the sake of um of sticking with a pick here but you you make uh, very intriguing points and and like you said I think Jordan Clearwater is gonna be very big for them if he sticks with the NWA for a while um there's a lot of good talent in this one I'll take Crimson um I love his brother, Amazing Red, one of my favorite wrestlers ever. Right. Um. <laughs> I, 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 I will say this. Jordan Clearwater, to me, screams NWA TV champion. Yeah. And, and I say that because, yeah, 15 minutes. That kid can smoke people in 15 minutes. He's he's that he's that talented and that, you know, um, his stature, like, he can fly around the ring and dance circles around people. He wouldn't know what happened to they're only, it only taking 15 minutes to dance circles around these guys. He he is a good build for a TV champion. I'd love to see him in Pulp go. I really would. Yeah, that'd be great. That's a good call, Jeff. I like that matchup a lot. Um, we'll only have one more match here, and this is the one that I figure we probably take a little bit more time on anyways. We have the, the world title on the line. Um, we have Nick Aldis, who has been, in my opinion, a great champion, uh, long-term champion. Uh, as you know, Betty, as you know better than probably anybody I can talk to about this, uh, the, the, the prestige of the National Wrestling Alliance title means a lot. And um, there was a while there where there just, it was very, it was so much of an afterthought, unfortunately. Oh, God. oh yes. And with all this since he's become champion and then when, you know, Cody beat him and then he got the title back and, you know, all the all the stuff they've done. Now I'll throw this out there. We don't have to get into it, but the 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 big story pre-pandemic, pre a lot of stuff that's happened, it looked like they were heading towards Nick Aldis versus Marty Scroll for this title. It looked like they had invested a lot into that. Right. Now, for obvious reasons, Marty's not on the show. We don't know what his future is. Yes. The the opponent is going to be Aaron Stevens, who a lot of people remember as Damian Sandow, and we've seen him do stuff in, in Impact and kind of all over the place, but He's been doing. He's been much different uh, in NWA, doing his uh, his like karate gimmick and, and all this stuff. Now, now the most important thing to mention, and I'm going to let you take it off, take off here, and give me all your thoughts here in just a second. <laughs> but the obvious thing, or, or you know, the the main reason this match has been made is because Aaron Stevens was close with Josephus, who recently passed away, who is also known as the Question Mark, and. I know personally there we have I had a lot of mutual friends with Josephus from from living in the Nashville area for so long and 
and he was such a well-loved guy like it was a real and just the, he died so unexpectedly at like 40 yeah. years old and so you know rest in peace to josephus like that's such a i hate that but th- that's kind of the backstory here for those of you who might know not know like aaron stevens was close with josephus this is almost like it's kind of it kind of gives me the same kind of vibes as like Rey Mysterio going for the title after Eddie Guerrero had passed. Um, what do you think about this being the main event, Jeff, for the return of the NWA? What do you think about this being for the title? And who do you think walks away as the champion? Well, let me just say this. Nick Aldis is the one person on social media who I have not crapped on, despite being blocked for reasons unknown. So there you go. Mm-hmm. I love Nick Aldis. I respect him. He has definitely taking the mantle from Tim Storm, who, God bless him, Tim Storm kind of, like, fell into a situation after the NWA fell apart and Billy bought the pieces, right? Right. So, Tim was an admirable admirable champion. He's an admirable man. Let me throw that out there right now. He, my son, when we went, that's seven years ago, which means Dylan was six. Yeah. No. Yeah. He was six years old. Tim Storm took the time, was so great with him, amazing person, wonderful man, and I cherish the picture I have of Dylan and Tim more than the one of me and Tim. Like it's, it's such a great picture. Well, there's the video of you and Tim with the title, I remember. Yeah, we, we did a brief little uh, interview promo, and it's funny. I, I watched that back. His information that he gave and I verified, incorrect. Oh, wow. I went, shit. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, um, anyway, um, but when Nick won that championship, I had my doubts at first because they had Austin Idol attached to him, and it seemed like so, like, dude, it's way too gimmicky because Austin's there, like, Meh. he turned it up when he lost the title to Cody Yeah, at, at uh, All In. And when he regained it at 70 in front of you and God and country, wow, he has been the backbone of that company. The freaking 10 pounds of gold rests on his waist. That belt holds up the national pride, the national treasure, the dealer, the man who makes things happen. And he has been the guy to carry that title when there wasn't a brand to represent for crying out loud. It was just there. Like, what happened? But Nick Aldis has been the guy, and I, I, I admire the shit out of him and his wife. God bless the two of them. Again, two talents who, prior to Nick becoming the NWA champion, grossly underutilized and everywhere he went. His wife, you know, I don't know what her status is, underused right now, my opinion. Mickey James, um, for anyone who might not know. Right, right sorry, yeah. For, for those of you that aren't on the inside, like good old Jay, <laughs> um, you know, yeah. Um, and again, both sweet people. Adorable. I love them both. But the thing with Josephus is raw, and it's up in our hearts, and it's up in our face. Number one. Number two, I have said pretty much since Damien Sandow and Cody broke up. So how long ago was that? Forever ago. Road Scholars, man. Jeez. I have said since then that Aaron Stevens is going to be the World Heavyweight Champion somewhere, somehow. It's going to be Sunday. Wow, so you're taking Aaron Stevens to get I the win. I am taking Aaron Stevens, and I'll tell you why. Because him becoming the World's Champion opens up so many different things. I'll tell you why. Nick Aldis can be 
the man who has carried the company on his back for three three years, pretty much four years, really. He can go back and re- and regroup and go. Okay, where did I go wrong here? After being right for so long, da- uh, I almost said Damien. Well, I would gave him um, Aaron's <laughs> partner Kratos, who will win his match. They'll be tag team champions, but Aaron, I, I don't know how the bylaws work as far as kayfabe goes. I don't know if he can be tag team and heavyweight champion like uh, Rob Conway did. But if they don't let him do that, then Kratos can either A, pick a new partner, or B, we get you know Crockett Cup in, you know later on in the year for new tag team champions like we did two years ago. There's, right. There, there's so many more possibilities open up if Aaron wins the title than if Nick retains. Because if Nick retains... We remain status quo. Nothing changes. If Nick Alvis drops the championship, the 10 pounds of gold on Sunday, the world goes, holy shit, what now? Yeah, man. This, this, is, this is a ridiculous comparison. It makes no sense as I hear it in my head. I'm going to sound like an idiot when I say it. Bruno San Martino had an iron grip on the WWF championship for almost eight years. Nobody could touch Bruno. This Russian dude out of freaking nowhere with Lou Albano by his side walks into the garden and pins Bruno cleanly. The entire Northeast goes, what the frick? What the, what the, what the, what the, what the, it's not the same level because it's 2021, it's the NWA. But the same scenario. Nobody's been able to touch Nick. They've come close, very close, but they haven't got him. Tim Storm couldn't get it back. Marty couldn't beat him the first time. Nobody's been able to touch Nick and get under his skin and get the title. Aaron's under his skin. He's just walking in for the honor of his friend that has fallen. I'm telling you, man, this yeah. this 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 scenario opens up. And think about it. If if we leave back 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 for the attack Sunday night with Aaron Stevens holding the ten pounds of gold, I'm like counting the seconds till Tuesday night. Until like, Tuesday night now? impact? No, no, uh, no, uh, uh, NWA Power. Oh, geez, duh. Yeah, I keep forgetting that's back yeah. now. Yeah, that's right. It, 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 it's like, how how long do I have to wait? Can I find my DeLorean for my buddy Adam down the, down the street and get into Tuesday quicker? Can I do that, please? That'd be super. Thanks. <laughs> I yes. want to see what work is going to happen now. Tell me. I mean, dude, you always. I always come into these shows with you, like with my picks, and then you do such a good job of explaining that I'm always like, oh, I don't know, maybe I should switch it. Um, because I and, and but the thing the thing is with your pick, Nick Aldis is very much John Cena, big match Nick. It's so hard to bet against the National Treasure, man. It really is. Yeah, it is. I, I'm going to stick with all this, but you, but like everything you said makes total sense. And like, and it, it would be a great feel good story for him to get the title after the passing of Josephus and all that. I mean, like, and, and here's the other thing. And so the forbidden door, right? Like, that's like a big thing right now. And, right. and I, and obviously the forbidden door is open to the NWA because Brit, or sorry, because Thunder Rosa and Serena Deeb with what they've done with, aw and all that stuff um we haven't seen all this involved um and i think that at some point in the near future the nwa title will be involved in the story because we're seeing the impact titles about to be involved when rich swan and kenny 
And mm. it's going to be really important, whoever the NWA champion is, when when that crossover really happens, I think. Right. And now if it was all this, you have the built-in story already where maybe... So here's there's so many layers to all this, and there's so much we can go. But, like, one story that I always have my mind on is how Cody Rhodes can't challenge for the AEW world title. Right. But that doesn't mean he can't challenge for the NWA title again. Right. You know? Well, and, the Impact Championship, if that, you know, if that's a thing, you know, it's ex- there's, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. And, I said when this when this partnership was kind of like not really announced but like revealed, man, if NWA and Impact and AEW get together, I know Vince will sweat. He might mildly perspirate a little bit, but he won't sweat it out. But it'll it it it'll, it'll definitely catches it'll catch his eye like, huh? All right. Yeah. When you have like. With that scenario, like, because you have the built-in story with Nick Aldis already. You could do, like, the trilogy between him and Cody. Or yes, you have the built-in story of, like you mentioned before, that I completely forgot about. They can go back to Cody and, and Stevens being partners in the past. Right. So there's either way. if like, And I, I just bring Cody up because we've seen him with the NWA title. And it would make sense for him to, to challenge for it if he can't challenge for the AEW title. And so, the thing is... Aaron Stevens became Mr. Money in the Bank by betraying Cody. Yep. And Aaron Stevens cashing in fell flat on his ass. So both of them owe each other a big fat receipt. That's so true. Man, there's so many good options here. Ah, I'm like, I'm going to stick with all this. But like, <laughs> I think, I mean, the, the Stevens thing, I think, makes a whole lot of sense, too. It really does. And And you know what? Selfishly, because he's an old friend, I look forward to seeing... At Mike the Miz, congratulations, old buddy. Well deserved on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, that'd be really cool to see. Because, because, damn it, he and Miz, Miz, he and Aaron just that should not have freaking worked, and god damn it, it did so well. Yeah, that stunt like, double thing. So good, man. Oh my <laughs> yeah. goodness. Yeah, it really was. Oh man, good stuff. And, and, but, wait, 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 what's shitty? No, 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 no payoff. Zero payoff on that, right? Because really they wasn't. moved because they moved Aaron to uh, the uh, Macho Mizdow with Axel, and that that got over really quickly. Good lord! Well, the timing was so poor because of well, like the because Terry just can't seem to stay out of trouble. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was it. That was what I was going to say. It was like they were doing that. They I remember they had to cut that because that was when all the the oh, Terry stuff kind of went down. So. Know, speaking of, and you know what? I got I gotta be elephant in the room guy. I don't know if Titus O'Neil agreed to what the announcement this morning. If he didn't, what the hell, McMahon? Like, right. really? Like, why are you having Hulk Hogan and Titus O'Neil co-host an event? Do we not learn from our mistakes? For real. Like, there was a big, huge, like, you're not supposed to see this article or hear this article, but he had to go and talk to the damn locker room. And the majority of the, the brothers were like, Okay, Terry, sure, thanks. Right. Titus was one of the guys that was very like, eh, I'm not buying it. You can't tell me that that little amount of time has swayed Titus the other way. I can't I can't believe that. And, dude, everybody knows, card-carrying Hulkamaniac, you know, red and yellow, I'll bleed red and yellow when I bleed out, man, all right? But come on. Come on. Yeah. Ugh, yeah, that, I mean, that's, that's very true. Dude, Vince, read the room, brother. Read the room. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, this oh. is the dude. I mean, that's the thing with 
we we we've seen the things Vince has said on camera in the past. So it's like okay, uh, you know, but, 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 but the thing is, like, and, and and again, people always say, oh, well, you know, he he busted Terry for you know, but but okay, Vince saying my n i g g a and having Booker T's reaction selling it, that's one thing. What Hulk got busted down for in that conversation with his son again violation of privacy terrible thing not going to say anything about that because the cops blew it there terrible decision but both you know taken into context mr mcmahon said what he said terry balea said what he said right that's the difference so when people say oh well vince can't say no you're right vince can't say Mr. McMahon can. That's actually a good point. And Hulk Hogan actually is like, he made that exact, like, that was his defense, like, in court was like, there's a difference between Hulk Hogan and Terry Bollea. Yeah. And And yeah. It's like, just because Terry Bollea was on WWE TV for about two weeks there because they couldn't decide what the hell to do with him until they turned him back into Hollywood, doesn't mean Terry Bollea is a wrestling character, guys. Right. Terry Bollea, you know, Whatever his beliefs were, he was not happy with his daughter's decision to do what she was doing in her dating life. That's his decision as a parent. That's his private conversation with his son that was leaked against the law, okay? That's the cop's bad, not Terry's, okay? I'm not defending Terry being a racist or not, whatever. Again, I I will love Hulk Hogan until I bleed out red and yellow. I said that before. Do I agree with his views on things if they are what they are? Of course not. I'm not that guy. But we don't know if that's how he is all the time. And yeah, remember, the cult, and again, you, you you live in Georgia, so you probably know this better than I do. The culture of language down there is way different than most of the country. Yeah, yeah. So, well, and you know, something- saying stuff like that is pretty much, from what I've been told, par for the course. Yeah, I mean, so. it's one of those things where, like, I'm not, I'm definitely not defending it that, you know, saying those things, but at the same time, like one thing that I think people have to keep in mind is when you're really, really, really pissed off about something and you know that there's like something you can attack about the other person. Sometimes you go overboard and you say the most hurtful thing you can possibly think of that comes to your mind. And in Hulk Hogan's case, there was a lot going on and he said what he said. And once again, I don't agree with it. But it's one of those things where, like, if somebody hated me and they saw me, they'd probably be like, you know, they make fun of, like, my long hair. They make fun of, you know, they make fun of something about me that, like, they just, the first thing that came to head, what's the worst thing I can say about this person right now that's going to make them feel bad? You know, and, and I, you know, and, you know, and once again, I'm not, I'm not defending these things, but I've seen so many other wrestlers come out and be like, you know, Hulk Hogan, like, I wouldn't have had a career if it wasn't for Hulk Hogan, like, African-American wrestlers being like. If Hulk Hogan was really that racist, I wouldn't have been on the show with him. He wouldn't have let me work with him, you know? So, so that's, there's, there's a lot of sides of it. And and here's the other thing too, like, once again, not defending it, but at the same time, we also have to give people a chance for redemption. Like you can't, if, if there was a, if there was a history of it and like, he kept saying these things, that's a, that's totally different. But like, you know, time has passed and hopefully and here's the thing. If there's African-American wrestlers that that still don't want to associate with him, like I know members of the New Day and stuff have, have said, like, it's still kind of weird him being around and stuff. That's right. totally fine for them to think to feel that way. Like, yeah. I'm not I'm not in their shoes. Like, I, I'm I'm fine. But 
But one instance of something really shitty shouldn't define your entire life if you if you change. So. Just yeah, throw that out there. And, and again, you know, I, I, I would say this with JJ when we're talking about something like, like, like we're, I'm the whitest guy in the room. Like, I can't make the argument, right? Like, th- th- that's not my place in history. But like you said, if if the human race is about nothing else, it's about the opportunity for redemption, right? And again, the, 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 the stuff he was put into the wall for was a private conversation that was never intended to be his public stance on anything. He's not going to walk on that television and go, well, I think this guy's an and, 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 and this guy's a... He's not going to say that because he's got common sense for one thing. And for another thing, you know, Hulk Hogan was a, a symbol of hero, heroism and everything that was right about the world. So he's not going to blow that on purpose, right? Right. So it, it's it, it's so silly that here we are, you know, six years later and it's still a thing. But it comes up because there's a big graphic on WB.com of Hulk Hogan next time. So Neil, you go, um, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, it is. Strange. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. It's again, if Vince isn't reading the room, that's one thing. If Titus agree to it. Cool. Good on Titus for being a forgiving guy. Cool. For, cool for him being a better man than, you know, a, a, a lot of the guys are being about it. Right. But if he didn't agree to it and Vince is making him, that ain't right either. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Like, that would be very, very tone deaf. Um, yeah, that's that's and, and and not to you know not to tell tales out of school. It wouldn't surprise me if it was the case. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, true. Well, Jeff, we've got about an hour, a little over an hour out of this. So perfect. Yes, this is th- th- we we nailed it again, man. Love um, it. please let everybody know before we get out of here. Once again, you know plug anything that you want to your social media any other stuff you got going on if you want to kind of retell everybody about this weekend whatever you want this is uh this is your chance to plug whatever you want man well by the grace of god can you hear me by the way i'm having a little trouble here are we good yeah yeah i can hear you fine okay so by the grace of god we actually i actually have a single website to say now because i i got myself a link tree first of all and then i bought the domain uh last year jeffmeachamnetwork.com very simple. Takes you to a link tree, which has my YouTube channel. I have my Anchor channel for Anchor pull my sponsorship because they suck. Um, uh, my uh, merch page. Dude, I have merchandise, Steve. Oh, my God. Um, I'm so I'm so tickled I have merchandise. Uh, it's teespring.com store slash Jeff Meacham Network. Um, but, yeah, everything is there at Jeff Meacham Network.com. Takes you to my stuff. Takes you to Greg's stuff. Takes you to ODQ stuff. It's a great little uh, resource. And I will say this. Um, since we're plugging the NWA – for the first time in my doing the watch-alongs on the network, I'm doing a back-to-back watch-along Sunday. I'm going to start at 12.30 Pacific, 3.30 Eastern, with the countdown to uh, back for the attack. And then when Fastlane's done, so am I. Oh, wow, okay. And then I will sleep till Friday. Because <laughs> <laughs> I will be tired. No, um... After Sunday, uh, Monday in the talk wrestling slot will be the 10th anniversary celebration of the Constantine Studios becoming a thing. Myself, JJ Williams, the Renegade, and Statboy Mike Caldwell. Hopefully, he'll be there. He, he might be working. But um, it's been 10 years since we became a, uh, a brotherhood and a uh, YouTube channel. So we're going to talk about that. And he, here, here's a way to make even you feel old, Steve. Okay. Tuesday, the 23rd is the 20th anniversary of the WWF 
buying WCW. Yeah, I remember that day. <laughs> so I have I stole that graphic that day. I have not left it has not left my hard drive since twenty years later. Um, so we're going to be covering that Tuesday night instead of Stop by Sports Bar. We're going to have a detailed uh, recollection panel, whatever you want to call it, about the demise of WCW. And then Friday, the 26th, the anniversary of the Nitro Raw simulcast. This took me forever. I'm so proud of myself. I downloaded both episodes, both both shows, and synced them up down to the second. Oh, nice. So I'm going to start watching Nitro. We're going to watch all the way through to the end of Raw, including when they go. I, I, I have a split screen on the screen already set up. We're going to watch it the way... It would have been broadcast, no commercials, because I'm not going to be that tedious. Good grief. Um, I'll be there for six hours. Um, but, yeah, I've got at least JJ confirmed. Because if, if we go live, it's going to be JJ and me for sure. I don't know if Greg's going to be available. But whoever wants to come on, we're going to watch along and talk along with the Nitro Raw simulcast from 20 years ago. Oh, man, that's awesome. That'll be a good time. Fun, man. I'm, I'm enjoy it. Hell, yeah. I still remember the day that... That that all happened. I was I I just it's like this weird vivid memory I have of sitting in my I was in my parents I was still living I was in high school still I was living um, I remember being in like a bathtub because I had I could see like my TV from like across the room from like where my parents bathtub was and I just remember watching the last episode of Nitro from from like while I was taking a bath like I just remember being it was so surreal because I was I was such a WCW mark. Uh, growing up it, that was my company and, right. and you know at that point it was getting so bad that like you know i was paying more and more attention to the wwf and anyways i'll, I'll just never forget that all happening just a, just an amazing time or, or just just such a wild thing to think about that that's that's been 20 years already unreal yeah i it, it, it's funny the things you remember about the, i mean because the 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 death of wcw was before my my major car accident that summer I woke up and you know I still I was I I just had my first like real computer access right because you know I'm I'm 18 years old and I'm hot shit, um, so I go on WWF.com. I I I don't really notice it right like it, it's just kind of and then I go to WWF.com and went wait a minute they're the same thing. What, wait, mm. what the, oh shit! Like like, <laughs> like you get the moment it's like you're not really and then you go oh wow hold okay wait a minute and then you read the PR the press release you go. Oh, Wow, nothing will ever be the same again. And it hasn't been. It hasn't. And it's funny. We talked about Bischoff yesterday morning when he got announced for Hall of Fame. By the way, again, Eric Bischoff, congratulations, man. Well deserved. Um, he is still to this day in the thirty-nine years since Vince did it. He is the only guy to make Vince sweat since he took over the world. Yep, very true. Oh, Crockett didn't do it, really. Maybe a little, but not like Eric did. Vern surely didn't do it. Vern, Vern got swept under the freaking bus with him. Um, Paulie knew he couldn't, so he partnered up like a smart little Jew. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, TNA sure as hell didn't do it. God bless them, they tried. Um, and Tony Khan's not. Let's be real, he's not either. So, Eric's the only guy, and if for no other reason, that's why Eric Bischoff is a Hall of Famer, because he's the only one to make Vince McMahon go. Oop, shoot. Oh yeah, unquestionably Hall of Famer. Yep. I, I saw a pretty funny joke on Twitter. Someone made though. It was like, 
they're only putting Eric Bischoff in the Hall of Fame to have the satisfaction of kicking him out one day. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what is funny? If they couldn't keep Hogan out for what he did, they can't keep Eric out for what he hasn't done. So, you know, that's, yeah. And what's what's funny is, I, they were saying yesterday, well, maybe Bischoff should not get NWO and vice versa. It's like, do you really want to give the NWO live mics twice? Right. <laughs> right. Especially Scott Hall and Sean Waltman. Why, 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 why the lion mind? Why go there? Bad, bad idea. Bad <laughs> idea. Ooh, love those guys. Brothers. No, no. Yeah. Um, I, I say, I still say either Sean Michaels or Hunter should induct the NWO for the click connection. I think DDP should induct Eric Bischoff. To reciprocate, I like that. I to, like to reciprocate that. Eric inducting him uh, four years ago. Yeah. And, and mainly because Dusty's not there to do it for either one of them. True. So. I'll, uh, I'll talk to you soon. Thanks again for coming on, man. It's always a pleasure. Thanks a lot. Steven, thank you for always being welcoming. Like you, to this day, you are the only podcast outside of my own network I've had a repeat appearance on. And I love coming back here. As long as the NWA is a thing, you will have Jeff Meacham on the Fight Talk podcast. I promise. Awesome. I'm going to hold you to that. Everyone who heard that right now. <laughs> I talk I talk, I talk about the NWA every weekend on the Fightful Select Weekender podcast. Um, it's going to be commitment. <laughs> yep. So it's one of those things where like I'm always talking about the results of the shows, but I'm going to definitely get Jeff on here more often um, now that Power's back, so we can right. actually talk about kind of the exactly. ongoing stories and like really dive into the into the pay per views and stuff. So like yeah, I can't. It's so funny. Like Fastlane's going to be good. There's no question about it. It's going to be a good show. But I am looking forward to doing a watch-along of Back for the Attack because I miss the NWA so damn much. All right, so that's going to do it for this episode of the Fight Talk Podcast. Thank you so much once again to my friend Jeff Meacham for coming on the show. Really appreciate it, buddy. Make sure you all are following Jeff. Make sure you're keeping up with everything he's doing because he's a great guy who's helped me out tremendously along the way. So show him some support, show him some love, and uh, support Jeff Meacham. And if you want to support this show right here at the Fight Talk Podcast, make sure to Download episodes, make sure you're subscribed or following or giving good ratings and reviews. Anything you can do to help is totally free and it really, really helps the podcast out more than you realize. So please do that. Help out the show. Subscribe. Make sure you're following me on Twitter at Fight Talk underscore F-I-G-H-T-T-A-L-K underscore. And make sure if you're using independentwrestling.tv or you want to check out the service, once again, independentwrestling.tv or IWTV.live, either way it'll work, use code FIGHTTALK. F-I-G-H-T-T-A-L-K, all one word with no space in that promo code spot, and you'll get five free days of independentwrestling.tv. They have live shows almost every weekend. They have a back catalog of literally thousands upon thousands of matches, hundreds of different promotions. I promise you, you'll find some stuff on there that you really, really enjoy. So take advantage of that. Five days for free using code FIGHTTALK on IWTV.live. Also, shout out to WrestleRumble.com. They are putting together some insane contests. Their contests have always been insane. But right now, they are doing four different belt giveaways. So I'm going to run down these the best that I can. My best recommendation would be to go to WrestleRumble.com and look at these contests for yourself. These are all raffles. So these are literally $1 entries. The first one we got here is the NXT Belt Bash Giveaway. For $1 entries... There's going to be three different winners. Someone's going to get a NXT World Heavyweight title. Someone's going to get an NXT North American title. And somebody's going to get a set of tag team titles for NXT. So four title belts, three winners. Hypothetically speaking, if you throw $3 into the pot, 
you could win all those title belts. Amazing stuff. Those are going to be announced. The winners for, for these, rather, are going to be announced the night of uh, the second night. So after night two of um, NXT TakeOver. And all these will be announced on the Saw Monsters uh, podcast. He does the reviews right after the shows. We have another $1 giveaway. It's the Stone Cold giveaway. So $1 entries, one winner. It's going to be the Steve Austin Legacy title belt, which it looks awesome. I can't even really describe it. It's like this full silver slash metal and black belt with the Smoking Skull logo in the middle. comes with like this really cool... Um, it, it's like a collector's thing. It's really, really cool. They've been doing them for quite a few wrestlers lately, and this belt looks badass. And it's, once again, someone's going to win it for $1, and they only made 500 of these title belts. So these are going to be real collector's items. Another $1 raffle that they got going on is the Fastlane Final Stop Belt Giveaway. For $1, there's going to be five different winners on that one. They're going to be doing a giveaway for the WWE Spinner Belt, the NXT UK Heavyweight Championship, the equal, the eco-friendly Daniel Bryan WWE Championship Belt. Someone's going to win one, two, three, four, five different mini belts. They're like replica belts, but shrunk down. They're really great for displaying. And then someone else is going to win two mystery belts. So there's going to be five winners in that one. Once again, the entries are only $1 for that. Hypothetically speaking, you throw in five bucks, you could win everything I just mentioned. Insane. And then the last one that they got here, $1 giveaway as well. There's going to be three winners. <laughs> so sick. These are so, these, these contests, these, these raffles that WrestleRumble does are so sick. So this last one too, we have three different winners, $1 entry. The first place prize is a custom WrestleMania moments belt, which I've never even seen before. Um, the middle of the belt is Daniel Bryan holding up both titles after winning the main event of WrestleMania 30. And you have various other like massive WrestleMania moments like on the side plates and stuff. It's really, really cool. I didn't even know about these types of belts until looking at the graphic for this contest. Amazing stuff. Second place is going to get a Smoking Skull belt. So like the, the old uh, WWF title belt with the Smoking Skull logo that, that Steve Austin used to carry. And then someone else is going to win the Rocks Brahma Bull belt, which... Looks badass, and they never got to use it on TV, but we've seen it in the video games and stuff like that. So, once again, three winners there, three incredible custom title belts, basically. And, once again, three, throw $3 in there. So, hypothetically speaking, we have, I mean, not even hypothetically speaking, let's just see how many belts are on the line in these contests available right now on WrestleRumble.com. The last one was three. Um, the other one is... There's five winners for that. We'll say eight winners, nine winners, 10, 11, 12. So we're talking 12 winners with a total of like over 15 title belts involved in this. So incredible stuff. Make sure to jump on WrestleRumble.com, throw a couple bucks in for the contests and the, and the raffles, and stay up to date with everything they do by following them on Twitter, at WrestleRumble. Also, shout out to Music City Toys and Collectibles. Founded in 2002, former, formerly known as Heroes and Legends, Music City Toys and Collectibles is your southern fried source for vintage and modern toys, autographed memorabilia, and all things pop culture. Visit their brand new retail location opening May 1st at 101 West Main Street in Waterton, Tennessee. Keep up to date with all their special in-store signings, online sales, and convention appearances at musiccitytoys.biz and follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Music City Toys. 
and I will be there live in the house for the grand opening on May the 1st. I'll be there interviewing UFC Hall of Famer, pro wrestling legend, Dan the Beast Severn. I'm going to get some auto- some um, action figures autographed by him. going to have a cool little conversation with him. I plan to talk to him about independent wrestling because he's still out there on the, on the indie scene. A lot of people may not realize that. So we'll talk a little UFC. We'll talk some probably a little bit of WWF, and uh, I'll mainly talk to him about the indies and what's been going on and his feelings of the, the current scene of independent wrestling. So really looking forward to that. And as always, once again, make sure to support Heroes and Legends, now known as Music City Toys and Collectibles. They're really nice people. They'll give you fair business. Chad, the dude who runs the ship over there, is a great guy. They do mystery boxes. They do, they do um, like, uh, claim sales and, and a whole bunch of good, great sales on their Facebook pages and social media. So just so support them because they have a ton of awesome stuff and they'll give you a good deal on whatever you're looking for, especially if you let them know that you heard about them through me. And last but never least, I have uh, my brother, Brian Jensen. He is a boxing coach. He is a part owner of Steel Boxing and Athletics, a gym in Atlanta, Georgia. He can help you reach your goals. He works with Parkinson's Foundations. Uh, so he has like a wide range, whether you're looking to learn how to throw hands, get in better shape, if you want to learn self-defense, if you want to compete in MMA, boxing, kickboxing at an amateur or professional level, if you have any kind of neurological issue, whether you deal with like Parkinson's or, or multiple sclerosis or something like that, Brian is certified to help in all of these areas, no matter what your size is, what your weight is, what your background is, what your level of, of athleticism is, Brian can help you no matter what your goals are. Just hit him up on Instagram. That's the best way to get in touch with him. Hit him up at BoxingATL, B-O-X-I-N-G-A-T-L. If you're in the Atlanta, Georgia area, he'll meet you in person, whether it's at his gym, he can meet you at your business, he can meet you at your home, he can meet you at a park, um, you know, whatever works best for everybody involved. And if you're not anywhere near Atlanta, he can help you remotely. He does Zoom calls, Skype sessions, all that kind of stuff. He'll help you reach your goals no matter where you're at. Once again, Brian Jensen at Boxing ATL on Instagram. So that's going to do it for this episode of the Fight Talk podcast. I almost said the Fightful Select Weekender podcast, which I should plug right now. I talked about it a little bit during the show, especially because we talked NWA today. I talk NWA on the Weekender. I talk Ring of Honor, Impact Wrestling. I talk 205 Live, NXT UK. Pretty much every, I talk a whole bunch of indies, a lot of various stuff on IWTV. Um, basically everything that isn't AEW Dynamite, AEW Dark, or Raw or SmackDown. Pretty much everything else I talk about there on the Fightful Select Weekender. So check that out and support that show because you don't only get my show, you get Alex Pulaski's Sour Graps, which I think is worth the price of uh, the subscription alone. You get a bunch of breaking news and you get you get first dibs on a lot of really, really big news in, in the world of pro wrestling. Sean Ross Sapp is on there breaking news. You get extra podcasts from him and Jimmy Van, extra stuff from Denise Alcedo. Uh, they just added the one-two punch with um, with Shaquille. So, or Shaq, Shaq Fu, I should say. Shaq Fu, I love that that Twitter name. Uh, so anyways, great stuff over there at FightfulSelect.com. So check that out, support over there. And, uh, and yeah, that'll do it for today's episode. I'll probably be live on Jesse Davin's YouTube channel this week and most likely on Doug's channel again, Hit You With The Real, which may be rebranding back to RVD Tito for Life. Kind of staying tuned um, on what's going on there. So yeah, a lot of great stuff going on. If you're a fan of mixed martial arts, uh, videos uh, support all things MMA on YouTube. I edit videos for them, and uh, and yeah, that, that'll do it. I'm going to get on out of here. Y'all enjoy professional wrestling this weekend. We got Fast Lane on Sunday. We got the NWA on Sunday. We got a lot of great stuff, so uh So yeah, a lot of good stuff to talk about next week. Until then, 
I'll be back soon.